Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Hello, welcome to a Feedback Friday edition of Purple Daily here live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Uh, this this plane does not have a pilot because it's Declan's birthday today. Uh, he's taking the day off here on this Friday. So if this plane crashes, don't blame good you. Luck to, good luck to all of us. Yeah. We've got the inflatable right, well, pilot like the movie Airplane right now. Oh, Airplane. <laughs> yeah. Listen, kid, you drag. Uh, no, that's great. That's great because you know what? I've, I have full confidence that this plane can be put on autopilot. Okay. We're going we're gonna to find out over the next hour or so. Uh, Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Presented by our friends at Quick Trip. Judd, tell the audience why Quick Trip is, you know, a lot of road trips across the border here. I know we're going to be on uh, a trip to the Wisconsin Dells at some you point. Know where with you're family. stopping. Multiple Quick Trips are going to be in our future. You know where you're stopping. Exactly right. Quick Trip. And why? Because Quick Trip is your one-stop shop for everything that you could possibly want, from uh, the delicious Karuba coffee, which I absolutely love, to uh, if you're looking for something for a snack or perhaps breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Guess what? Quick Trip also has that uh, courteous, great service. And something else, too, that, Phil, is very important for your trip because you're obviously going to be driving. You can take advantage of the quality gas guarantee from Quick Trip, which backs every drop of gasoline with that quality gas guarantee. Get to your destination without worrying about what's in your tank. Absolutely key. And that's just another way Quick Trip provides great customer service. That's something else. There's a lot of choices. There's a lot of choices out, out there. But you know what? Quick Trip, courteous, professional. There's some places you go, you're like, I don't know if that convenience store is great. Quick trip, you're never going to have that problem. And again, take advantage of the fact that you'll know what's in your tank and you know it will get you, get you to your destination. Amen. A lot of people speculating in the YouTube comment section here whether Declan is 16, 17, or 18 years old today. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get confirmation oh, on that. come on. Come on. He's at least 21. He's actually, isn't he? He's 31, right? Declan's he's, in his 30s. He's in his 30s, yeah, but I refuse to believe that. Looks way better than looks way better than I did when I was 30, 31. I look like I'm <laughs> 70 sometimes. I have the same thing. Well, uh, the Vikings talking about the Vikings every day will take a toll on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Robertson chimes in. You can you guys can send us questions throughout the week. The best way to email us is through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab, so you can hit us up there. Also, YouTube comment section. John Robertson says, "Hey guys, here's a hot take for you." Nick Mullins will be the Vikings' Nick Foles and lead them to a division title and deep into the playoffs especially with this top five defense and the weapons he has around him on offense. 
Just protect the ball and the Vikings will win. Cincinnati, Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit again, all winnable games. Vikings control their own destiny. Happy holidays to you and your family. Skull. Do you think we'll, we have a Nick Foles situation brewing here? I need to see a lot more, but here's my question. Will the Vikings then, under this theory, go into San Francisco? And will Nick Mullins exact his revenge on Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers? And then, and then like Foles did in, in the uh, obviously blowout in Philadelphia, when he mocked the Skull chant, will yeah. Mullins mock the Niners? Do they have a chant, the Niners? I have no idea, but I mean, I'm sure you could still find a way to mock them. Yeah, I think I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be nice, but it's a that's a tall ask. I think Nick Mullins gives the Vikings offense the best chance to look consistent to get the ball out where it's supposed to be. Now, now Kurt Warner did bring up some good points. We talked about it yesterday. Yep. On his YouTube breakdown that it, it's not just, oh, Josh Dobbs is a train wreck. Let's bring in a new quarterback here. There's issues with receivers not getting separation. There's even issues with like some of the play concepts and the offensive line is ravaged right now. So, by the way, Brian O'Neill out. He's been ruled yes. out. Alexander Madison also been ruled out. We'll make our official picks later on here on this live Friday episode. But, yeah, I mean. I want to see Nick Mullins for more than five minutes before I start to talk about, okay, yeah, the Vikings. But it is interesting that they've got this top five defense now. Justin Jefferson's going to play. He does have some weapons, so if he can get protection, um, we'll see. We'll see. He should be able to drive this car. We'll see. Nick Foles, when he came back in uh, after Carson Wentz got hurt that season, though, he had had more ups like – Nick Foles had been a starter consistently. Mullins has definitely started games, but he hasn't really been a consistent starter for teams. So I feel like Foles, while it was still very surprising, the success that he had with those or with that Eagles team, I feel like Foles had a little bit more of a resume. He did. He had that. I think he had that crazy season early in his career in Philly. And then he it, like went to the yes. Rams and bounced around. And then he almost like retired, but he decided to go back to Philadelphia. But there was, right. definitely something, there was definitely something more there where he was contending to or was just a flat-out starter. Was that with Chip Kelly? It was 2013. He was a pro bowler. It, it was Chip Kelly. They were 10-6. And, and he came in. He started. He played 13 games, started 10. They were 8-2. and two, And he had 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. He led the NFL in touchdown rate, so touchdowns per attempt, yards per attempt. He led the league. He led the league in passer rating. So, yeah, I mean, he Nick Mullins has never had a season where he's come in and done anything like that. So, Foles was like the ultimate high-end luxury backup quarterback. I mean, he had yes. been a successful starter. He had been a Pro Bowl starting yeah. quarterback. Yep. So there's there was more there. So slightly let's be a used careful. car, right? Like he he was a slightly used car. Yeah, but still in pretty good shape. Yeah. Uh, Nate says, I own a pizza ranch per our discussion the other day, wondering mm-hmm. about Kirk's finances. And to blame us for Kirk Cousins not making the playoffs is hilarious. But to answer the question of where Pizza Ranch is located, uh, South Dakota, which is where we are, but also Iowa, Nebraska, North Dakota, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Kansas, Montana, Illinois, Colorado. Oh, and it wow. sounds like we're expanding even farther than that. Resigning Cousins is unfortunately the answer for next year and probably the next year after that. He's Wait, unfortunately, is, what do you is mean? Is that for the Vikings the pizza ranch or, guy. or 
or, or for pizza ranch. breaking the news the pizza ranch might be re-signing kirk and if so here's what i want to know from pizza ranch guy where's kevin buddy kevin's just disappeared witness, pr- witness protection man Something i thought i saw kevin there. on a little caesar's commercial actually oh like, boy kevin might have changed his pizza loyalty That's, i don't like that but uh yeah so nate shout out to to pizza ranch kirk cousins used to really i, I still say Tough for me to envision Kirk Cousins and his family just rolling into a pizza ranch and housing a pizza buffet, but apparently he did do that. When he had the endorsement, he would just like he would sometimes like oh, actually would? go to pizza ranch. Yeah. Cause when when he had and I haven't seen this commercial probably since he got hurt because it probably got pulled, but that brief uh KFC commercial. Yeah, that's right. And I said to myself, this is I mean, Kirk Cousins, if he eats fried chicken, I'll be absolutely amazed. Because he, especially like in your late thirties, you know, if you're if you're like a young player and you're 21, oh, yeah. NBA, NFL, you can your body's a furnace. You can pretty much eat whatever you want. Sure, right? but, but like for Kirk Cousins, who talks about, you know, he he hired his own guy to take care of him at home, and I mean, he clearly eats really, really well. Yeah. I was like, really, you're supposed to believe KFC? I mean, Pizza Ranch, hard to believe. KFC, I can't, I yeah. can't believe that. So he, yeah, he might have, maybe he dabbled in the. Don't they have like naked tenders? Buffalo Wild Wings has naked tenders. I don't know if KFC does. Uh, Mike Malkovich says, after the Raiders put up 63 on the Chargers last night, are we even more impressed with the Vikings defense shutting them out like five days ago? Is there anything more that we can say? Like, and it's fun to continue talking about it, but I mean, as far as superlatives go, I mean, Brian Flores and the Vikings defense has been nothing short of incredible. I feel like we've been on this, not that it's breaking news, but I feel like we started talking about this, so like Phil, around week six or so. Yeah, it, t- it took four weeks for it to really start to come yeah. to fruition, but, but there I was mean, a, a switch flipped clearly. There is nothing I'm going, there's nothing. I mean, yes, I thought that the game on Sunday was difficult to watch as a whole, but I mean, I'm not, there is nothing that I can say, I don't think more than what I have said as far as praising them. It's been incredible. Nobody in their right mind, there's no way Kevin O'Connell expected this. I need to check Twitter here. Has Brandon Staley been? It is, I guess, West Coast. It's, you know, what are we, what is it it's now? 8 it's there. eight o'clock there. Is there a point in firing him right now? Or do you just play oh, off you, string? I think you have to fire him, don't you? I, I guess if you're looking problem. to just I mean, tank, but it feels toxic. Like, how do you, there's, if you're, how can you go to work and sit well, down and okay. what is he going to say to a group of people at this okay. point? Here's a, here's a Judd feedback friday question for you all right okay brian Flores very very plausible although not a given that he leaves to get a head coaching job a year ago we talked about and actually expressed some um i don't know optimism is the the right word but some it was plausible that kevin o'connell's good friend brandon staley could be the next vikings dc at the time because we thought he might be fired then which clearly the chargers should have pulled the trigger then but they didn't um, how would you feel if Brian Flores leaves and you even hear that the Vikings are talking to Staley, who, by the way, came from the Rams and yeah. just as a straight D.C. had success? Well, the Rams under Brandon Staley. Now, it helps to have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Wasn't he on that team? Von Miller might have been on that team mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They were the number one yardage and points defense in the NFL in 2020. So sign me up for that. I think what's going to happen, he's he's going to get fired. And you're right. Like, Flores probably gets a job. I, I don't know. 
how how much hotter you can be as a defensive coordinator, head coach candidate than like flipping one of the worst defenses in the league overnight to top five. So like he's probably getting a job. And then, of course, I, I guarantee you the narrative is going to be and you might even be pushing this too. you can't hire Staley. He's toxic. He's terrible. Right. But as a head coach, that's so much different. Right. How many great coordinators? I mean, we talked about Wade Phillips as an example, like a very mediocre head coach one of the greatest defensive coordinators of the last 30 years. Right. There's a lot of guys, Buddy Ryan, way back in the day, like even like Rex Ryan to some extent, like that whole family, there's a lot of guys that are elite coordinators, mm-hmm. mediocre to bad head coaches. So I don't think Staley being a train wreck head coach should really have anything to do with his candidacy as a coordinator. I would be interested in him as a coordinator. So I'll put that out there right now. If if Brian Flores takes a head coaching job. The one thing I'm curious about, too, is if Flores does leave, okay, how can you find somebody, and I would guess it might be on this current staff, and this does concern me because promoting people concerns me at times because, I mean, Brian Flores has brought a special uh, demeanor to this defense. He's also done a great job. But how much do you want to try and stick with what Flores is doing? Because he's sort of a mad scientist type of guy. Yeah, you probably can't rep because it's not just like he's not running a system that you oh we'll just oh. bring someone else in to run the West Coast offense or whatever. Exactly. It's, yeah. So it's gonna be different. If he leaves, no matter what, it's it's gonna be different, even if you try to replicate some of the same stuff. Uh Brian North says, I wanted to write about Kevin O'Connell today. As a person who was born and raised here in the Bay Area, I have a little more perspective on what conversations are being had out here about the local sports market compared to Minnesota. Con- uh, contrary to popular belief, Kyle Shanahan, who I think now is regarded as one of the best coaches in the NFL, Shanahan was not universally loved here in San Francisco to start his career. Up until about two off-seasons ago, there was still a sizable part of the 49er fan base questioning if Shanahan was the right guy to lead the team. I say this to say there's no perfect coach, and every fan base questions their head coach. I am in no way saying Kevin O'Connell is on the same level as Shanahan, but I guess my main point is maybe as a collective fan base, we should give KOC more than 30 regular season games to fully judge him. There, I do feel like there's a lot of people, like maybe it's a, a loud minority, but... That's what I was going to say. That's what Curtis, I can't... Like wanting him to maybe be fired, and oh. it's like that is insane to talk about right now. I think it's a loud faction on Twitter slash X, don't you? I don't think it's real. Like, yes, I, I mean, I think there's a difference between conversations like we've had, which is how can you keep Brian Flores? And in what we do, it's fun to talk about scenarios, but I don't think anyone in their right mind is saying fire a guy who, who by the way, won 13 games in year one, fluky or not, he won 13 games, and then came back and had a yeah. team get off to an 0-3, 1-4 four start, and they are in the playoffs. As of right now, I, I think it's a loud group of people who are dissatisfied pretty consistently. But you just brought up the point with Staley, too. And I'm not saying that Brian Flores was a failure with the Dolphins. But, I mean, there's been a lot of things said about his head coaching style that um, would be concerning. Like this whole thing, and it goes back to when football started, or or at least when coordinators started, Phil, but this whole thing about, well, he's a good coordinator, he's got to be a coach. How many times do we have to see that not work? You yeah. know, b- before you just assume it. 
Now, now O'Connell's done a good job, and I think he's done a really good job with the team itself and getting things from being toxic to pretty damn good. But, you know, this whole thing about, well, fire O'Connell and promote Flores, which goes back to the Childress Tomlin thing. And I'll say this, in covering Tomlin, I said to myself, this guy, and I did not think it would be 2007, okay? Just, just to be clear, I'm not, I'm not saying I said this, but I remember saying this guy is a head coach, like everything he does. Um, I don't see the same demeanor from Flores. Like, like when I watch him at a press conference, he's fine. But yeah. like Mike Tomlin knocked my socks off. I was like, Flores? oh, my God. Yes. You know? I mean, Tomlin was I because I covered Tomlin as well. That was one of my first years covering the Vikings. Oh, six. And not from like you were you were the one of the main beat writers. For the as a lead beat writer, start your yeah. if you please give me my due. And I was just like an idiot kid getting my start at the practice facility for the first time. But Tomlin had this food. crushing the free pizza on Wednesdays. Yeah, <laughs> boy, that's the, the 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 freshman beat writer fifteen. And the Applebee's there. in Mancato <laughs> when, when when you slipped in, into a food coma. Oh man, just just passed out in the booth from. Has Phil been drinking? No, he had seventy three boneless Chip, wings. Chip and I walk in, and Mackie's like literally like back in the booth, and there's nothing. And I thought you were with a pal. Because the table was filled. I had the two-for-one appetizers, and I said, make it two boneless wing orders. And uh, I had them all. Right. <laughs> but Mike Tomlin, my point is, Mike Tomlin Sorry. was very clearly like a leader of a room, right? Walk in, be able to address whether it's yes. media players, sort of a captivating public speaker, which 17 years later, I think people have seen that. That's that would be my one question about Flores. He feels like a little bit more of a mad scientist coordinator at times. But then again, like as a head coach, he had that that Dolphins team was not set up to be winning games and he had them competing. And didn't they go to the playoffs one year with like I think his second year, eight or nine wins or something. But yeah, yeah, he's good. I'm just saying I'm just saying I don't have the same feeling when when Tomlin succeeded. I was not surprised. Yep. And with Flores, he does. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a more compelling case that this guy might have might be at his best coordinating a defense. And he clearly is phenomenal there. We should. Yeah, we should be slandering his chances to get a head coaching. Sabotage it. No, I don't no. want to do that. He deserves another chance. Two sure. might not to not help his yeah. cause. With uh, just seven. this comment here. I've seen some of this, too, from uh, YouTube commenter. Is it Azure Azure? Without Flores, KOC would be getting much more deserved heat. And here's my response to that. As a head coach, your responsibility is to hire smart people. You can't just like run a football program in the NFL by yourself with a bunch of interns at defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator. So why do we not credit coaches for making great hires? I mean, Kyle Shanahan, look how many... I mean, didn't his offensive and defensive coordinators to get both get swiped in the last couple of years? D'Amico Ryan's, Mike McDaniel, like you're so, gonna yeah. you're gonna hire smart people, which is part of your job, and yeah. then they're gonna go away and and or you might have to, maybe you you're not gonna bat a thousand. Maybe you make a bad hire and Ed Donatel, because again, no one's perfect in their hiring. Ed Donatel's bad. Get him out after one year. So I this whole thing of like, well, if it wasn't for that great defensive coordinator, then the head coach would be this. He hired Brian. He identified part of his job is to identify smart people to hire and run offense, defense, position groups. And if we take away the Flores thing for a second, 
What are we criticizing Kevin O'Connell for on offense this year? I mean, we can nitpick, and I agree. There's definitely some things. Kurt Warner did a good job. But at the end of the day, four starting quarterbacks. Justin Jefferson's been out for almost the entire season. Their running back situation, not really because of Kevin O'Connell, more because of front office. Like, they don't have a starting running back for the entire season. And they're seven and six. So, I yeah. just, this, I don't know, man. Like, I don't Well, care. on the running back, unfortunately, and o- O'Connell ha- has to take some of the blame for this. They swung and missed hard, which I didn't. And, and, and they wouldn't. And the, the sticking with Madison, who, who did have a good game before he sprained his ankle against the Raiders, that surprised me. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're to your fourth QB. Like I yes, have have I been disappointed by some of the play calling? Absolutely. Um, but you're also trying to basically keep this thing together with duct tape. So it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And among look, among the things I will criticize O'Connell for the most was the Donatel hire. He bought into a bill of goods, and I think he he got completely uh schnookered and bamboozled there. But yeah, the floor is bringing in a guy who was a head coach who could be perceived as a threat you know i mean come on but the brian flores hire is as spot on as you can possibly get devil dog koc hired a defensive coordinator that's gone after a year and an offensive coordinator that's potentially gone after two i don't well i don't unless west i don't think west phillips is getting fired well that's what he's i guess he's implying because of the but hired a DC that's gone after a year. Are you talking about Donatel? Like again, you're not. You want to play that game? Some of the greatest coaches in NFL history have hired bad defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators. If you're referring to Donatel, it was a bad hire. But they moved off it after one year. They didn't stubbornly try to stick with it. If you're referring to uh, to to Brian Flores, I mean that your goal should be to hire guys that are good enough to become head coaches. It means you're doing a good job. Yeah. He's got got to be talking about uh, Donatel, right? Probably. You, you actually, I mean, if Flores leaves, it's a compliment. Correct. Yes. Uh, Brett Nussbaum says, this is the talking point we need to have if we make the playoffs this year and if we win the division. If mm-hmm. those two things happen, that means in KOC's first two years with the team, battling a bottom three defense in the first year, four different quarterbacks in the second year, it means he would have built a culture where all you do is win divisions, no matter what the circumstances are and the adversity. Uh, I feel we are close to getting this team where we want. So, I mean, they do still have a path to win the division. Yeah, because they Detroit's beat the Lions twice. up and down. Detroit's up and down. Look, I, I think the one thing that you cannot argue, um, and there are certainly things that you can say have not gone well, and some of it has been self-inflicted, but I think the one thing that you cannot debate is this within two years now, and it started very quick, but within two years now, this team has a, a culture, if that's the term that you want to use, but it had, but a, there has been a tone set that I think it's very positive. Mm-hmm. You don't hear players bitch. You don't hear players moan. They're not quitting um, like they are in Los yeah. Angeles with the chargers. This is a time to, and it's going to sound weird because it's O'Connell's baby, but we've also entered a definite time where the defense players could start to gripe. They are not allowing touchdowns and they are not winning games consistently. Yeah. Phil, we have both covered football teams where you start to hear guys make uh, at least if nothing else, snide comments, right? About, mm-hmm. well, we're doing our job. Be nice if they did theirs. Yeah. So I think O'Connell 
And and this gets to be, this goes back to what I'm talking about, the head coach, okay? Outside of X's and O's and outside of, of calling plays on Sunday, one of the most important things, and this is where where Zimmer eventually lost it, because I do not want, want to imply that things were bad from 2014 on, but where Zimmer eventually lost it is think of the toxic atmosphere that existed around this team in his last two years. Yep. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Yep, and uh, you can you can feel when that is the case, and the Vikings are the opposite, where, okay, bad things are happening, offense is, is, has struggled to figure out how to score touchdowns, and, like, and it feels like everything's tighter knit because of it, which is good. Uh, Chris Burke says Judd was hilariously and foolishly excited for Dobbs to finally unlock the KOC offense after Kirk went down. Waiting for a mea culpa here from Judd. Almost two years into the KOC era, it seems pretty clear that Kirk Cousins carried the team last year with an NFL record eight fourth quarter comebacks. And this year, Flores has done an incredible turnaround with the defense. 30-plus games into the KOC era, there really isn't anything recognizable about his offensive brand. It's rather vanilla. Would you like to offer a mea culpa for your Josh Dobbs excitement that was foolish and hilarious? Well, two games in, I saw potential there. Now, it didn't turn out to, to be Dobbs, but I in no way, shape, or form am going to apologize for seeing a mobile quarterback because I know there's better out there and seeing what can be done there. Um, but I don't disagree with the second. I don't disagree with the last part. It is a little bit more bland at times. And this was true with Kirk because yeah. everything after Kirk. It... All right. So O'Connell and Dobbs against the Falcons did a phenomenal job, right? Like a plus, 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 plus. Well, by the end of Dobbs, it got to be probably a D or F. Um, but it's all sort of, you're trying to, put things together on the fly or he's trying to run an offense. Uh, there, there's just a lot of things, but I don't disagree with that last part. I, I felt with Kirk at times, like I'd like to, and, and we do occasionally, I'd like to see a little bit more. So um, I'm not going to apologize for saying, do I think that a mobile quarterback who is clearly more competent than Josh Dobbs and, and who can work from the pocket would be the ideal. I think it probably would be. Mm-hmm. But Phil, we've talked about this. His second part's right. Like there are there are definitely things. In in fact, um, in fact, after the Kurt Warner breakdown, I saw on X the next day, Kyle Sloter, yes, the former Viking backup who everyone of course thought should start, he has started to do film breakdowns too, and he doubled up on Kurt's thing and said, basically said, there's some really good points here. I don't totally agree, but it's but like. Should he have been benched? Perhaps not. So I tweeted, I tweeted Sloterback and said, just out of curiosity, what do you think about O'Connell's concepts and play calls? And he said something along the lines of, they're usually pretty good. So, but I mean, I, there are definitely things I would like to see more of creativity-wise, use of guys. But here's what I come back to. Does he feel he doesn't have the right people? Like, is that the problem? 
Yeah. And it is hard to be ultra creative when you don't really have running backs that are starting caliber that, you know, com- compare like Niners personnel, which is the right. holy or grail of NFL offenses. A, yeah. A unicorn, right? They don't have anything close to a Christian McCaffrey, a Debo. Right. You know, George Kittle is on a totally different level as a blocker. And even just as a pass catching tight end, Hawkinson's good, but he's not the blocker that George Kittle is. Mm-mm. You know, actually, what's amazing about the Niners is the receivers and the tight ends, like the skill position guys, use check too, who's their sort of hybrid fullback. Yep. Their offensive line's amazing, and they've got all these skill position guys that can get down the field and open up, you know, the second level for their for their running game. Like the Vikings don't have great blocking wide receivers and Really, they have one great blocking skill position player, and it's Josh Oliver. Everyone else is kind of out there. Not that they haven't had some moments or whatever, but yeah, like we we probably collectively, Vikings fans, media, us on the show, have maybe overrated their weapons a little bit. They've got some good pass catchers. Yeah, obviously Justin Jefferson, when he's healthy, is maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL. But well, and it ain't San Francisco. And the 2023 guy that you are a thousand percent right on. And, and it's not a star player, but KJ Osborne's been a disappointment. He's gone, right? He's a free oh, agent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, and, and he'll get paid. But but my point is, I guess I expected him to step up a lot. And uh, I'm sorry, but the drops and stuff. And he's not a bad player, but he is. There There was a time where we, we talked about on this show about, like, could he be the number two? You know, could he? You got no chance. Yep. He's no, a three it's just, or four. He's a yeah, and he'll get signed. And he'll there's. I mean, hell, the, the Chiefs could use him. I was I'm just gonna sure. say, there's I could see him as a chief. Yeah. There's now. There's probably other options they're gonna sniff out once you get to March, and there's a bunch of free agents. But uh, hey, let's make our let's pause feedback Friday. We'll come back to some more feedback. But let's because we don't usually we we do our picks episode on Saturday, but they play on Saturday, so we're gonna do vent line tomorrow. Obviously, let's do our official picks for this game here for the next few minutes presented in part by our friends at Surly oh. that before I die glorious lager Judd S- Saturday afternoon on the couch watching Vikings Bengals and what are you drinking because if you're not drinking a before I die I don't know what you're doing if you watch the show and we appreciate each and every one of you who does before I die tomorrow it will speak to a mission that will carry on until this team is playing in a Super Bowl and walking off the field with that uncomfortable looking Lombardi trophy, surly brewing so many great beers. And you know what? Before I die, that's a start, but we got furious, which I absolutely adore logic bomb. I could go down the list, but you know what? Better yet, go to your liquor store and check them out. Surly brewing. And of course, as always, especially tomorrow when the game is on tweet us, excess your cans at Jay Zolgad at score North. We always love to see what surly brand you are sipping on. And uh, hey, while you're sipping that uh, that lager, don't spill it on your hopefully freshly cleaned carpets from, no. from Zero Res. No. And if you've got dirty carpets right now, you're, if your house is just in need of a deep clean, Zero Res is here with the Score North special. Get three rooms Zero Resified starting at just $129 and also $75 off when you get your air ducts cleaned this month. So get that deep clean in before these holiday gatherings in a week or two uh, with Zero Res. So again, Zero Res, 952-Zero Res or ZeroResMinnesota.com. You have to ask for the Score North special 
to get that three-room, zero-resified deal for $129. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same, zero-res. Okay. So let's go through some of the trends here for this game. Vikings right now, according to Action Network, are three-point underdogs to Jake Browning, former Vikings backup, and the Bengals. 61% of the bets are on the Vikings. 77% of the money is on the Vikings. Mm. So interesting there. Mm -hmm. Mm A couple of backup quarterbacks dueling here. Uh, Teams, after scoring three points or less in their previous game, which the Vikings did, are 80 and 53 against the spread the next week over the last decade. So you you bounce back after a really bad offensive performance. There's a there's some conflicting trends here which are interesting. Teams playing on the road on short rest after playing on the road the previous week, so back-to-back road games and short rest on the second one are just 40 and 67 straight up over the last 20 years. Um, and 48 and 55 against the spread the last 20 years. So it's tough to, to bounce back on a short week, back-to-back road games. The Vikings are coming off a road game in Vegas. Teams after playing the Raiders on the road since they moved to Vegas in 2020 are just 10 and 20 against the spread the next week. That nightlife. They have curfew, though. So they, shouldn't be. they fly in on Saturday and leave immediately on Sunday. Yeah. It's interesting. It's tough. tough. The, the, you know, the Raiders put a beating on you, I guess. Uh, good, good teams that score fewer than 14 points are profitable bets the following week. So teams that are over 500 mm-hmm. and coming off of scoring fewer than 14 points are 105 and 78 against the spread the last 10 years, which the Vikings fit that category. Nick Mullins in his career as a starter is 5-12 and 12 straight up, 6-11 and 11 against the spread. Kevin O'Connell as a coach off short rest is four and one straight up. It's good. Jake Browning's 79.3 completion percentage is the highest completion percentage by a quarterback in his first, first three starts since 1950. He joins one Chad. I know. got away. It's rich Gannon too. He joins Chad Pennington as the only quarterback since 1950 with a 70% completion percentage and a 95 passer rating in each of their first three career starts. Wow. Chad Pennington, I loved that guy. I, did, I was a big Chad Pennington. He had no too, arm, man. but he was actually really good. Yep. He had no arm before he had, like, labrum problems, right? I know. And threw to Moss in college at Marshall. Checking it down. So uh, who wins and who covers? So Declan texted in this morning. Vikings are three-point underdogs in this game. Uh, now... He he gave us a 17-14 Bengals victory. So he's he's got the the Bengals straight up winning this game. I think I don't think he's threaded the needle at all this year. So I'm gonna say that he also is calling for the Bengals to cover the three. Oh, but we can double okay. check with him. Okay. So okay. and I should say on the season, Declan is eight and five straight up. Judd is six and seven straight up picking Vikings games. I'm only four and nine straight up. We all we all yeah. picked correctly last week. You've lost your house. I know. Against the spread, we're all five, seven, and one. It was a push last week. It was a three three point spread. It was a push. So um Declan's got the Bengals straight up and against the spread. What do you think happened? Uh I'm gonna take the Bengals, but I'm going to thread Zenidal. So I'm gonna take the Bengals to win, but I think it's gonna be close. I mean, this this game, this game screams it should be close. And yeah. so I'm going to uh, say the, that the Bengals failed to cover. The Vikings actually 
You know, it's funny. I think we, you and I have both threaded the needle with these close spreads like twice or three times, and it and it's happened. It, You've the done needle it three threading times. I've done it twice. Okay. This is going to be my second time doing it. I didn't do it against the Raiders. I'm going to go Viking. I think the Vikings. So you guys have the Bengals winning this game. I think the Vikings win this game. I think last I, week was a wake-up call. I think Kevin O'Connell feels good about Nick Mullins. They've been working together for two years. Yep. Jefferson's going to play. The offensive line scares me. Quisenberry did play well in place of injured O'Neal last week, but yep. offensive line scares me a little bit, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Vikings, and I'll, I mean, obviously, uh, I've got Vikings covering as well because the Bengals are a three-point favorite. So Right. So. Okay. So we've got Bengals, Bengals, Vikings straight up. Yep. And then uh, you and I both will take the points. Declan is giving the points. So there you go. Don't listen to what I said. I'm literally four and nine picking Vikings games. So I am the. I didn't realize till I, I started to look through the statistics this morning. I didn't realize how m- mediocre to not good the Bengals defense is. Yeah. 31st yeah. in yards allowed, 27th against the pass, 25th against the run, and a little bit more respectable, 18th in scoring. And um, and offensively, their run game, 31st. Yep. It's been a, I mean, hell, even with Joe Burrow early in the year, offensively, they weren't moving the ball. They weren't. No, scoring. I know. It's been, but, but I mean, wow. you, you might be right. Like I, I am, I have zero confidence. I, I checked the weather or the forecast uh, a couple days ago and it looks like it's supposed to be decent there. Okay. So, okay. you know, I, it's so hard right now because of the complete attrition that that's t- taken place. Like, it you is. know, it's too, it, it's, it's again, two backup, QBs and the Vikings. Now, I think you, you can make a case that the Vikings aren't on their fourth QB, that they're really on their second now. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's Jake Browning. Again, if, if I had given you the schedule and said, you know, back in May, all right, Nick Mullins against Jake Browning, you'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And the, but the crazy thing is a lot of the around the league and, and Browning's a great example. And Dobbs at at their peak, some of these backup quarterbacks can go out there and throw for 300 yards and and lead a team. I mean, the highest scoring game the Vikings have offensively is with Josh Dobbs as the quarterback. Yeah. So. Yeah. But but then you get with these backups, you also get a lot more variance on the bottom end where they could go out there and sabotage something. So it wouldn't shock me if Nick Mullins went out, got sacked five times through two interceptions, and the Vikings scored six points. It also wouldn't shock me if Mullins in rhythm is hitting Addison. He's hitting Hawkinson and he throws for 280 and two touchdowns. Like exactly. I did hear. So Dukes uh, was doing some sleuthing that that he told me about in the locker room on Thursday. And he said to go inside the game right now, no sponsor here, but we're going to go inside the game. Football. Duke said the, um, the word on the street at TCO is that there is a lot of fear because the Bengals are such a good screen team. Mm, okay. Said this, the Bengals are, I guess O'Connell said it's the, I think he's, I think Doogie told me that O'Connell said from watching the film, the Bengals are the best screen team he's seen and that there's a lot of fear about, Football. to which I said, well, if that's the case, I hope O'Connell is watching it and taking Take notes. Take some notes, exactly. Because yeah. the one thing, like if you want to criticize KOC, 
The Vikings screen game since he arrived here. I've never seen it look this bad for this prolonged a period. I think uh, here's a here's a take, a screen game take. This might be oh, this see, we are really inside the game right now. Like we are I have a screen game take. Football. Right. Okay. So I've watched like I've watched a bunch of uh like really good offenses on film with Jeremiah and Alex this year with like the 49ers and some of these. And I don't know what I'm looking at half the time. I'm just leaning on those guys who are NFL players. But when you watch some of the successful screen plays, and I would say Detroit has had a bunch too this season, those running backs and a lot of like when the, like the Niners did a, a couple weeks ago, the Niners had a, I guess you'd call it like a tunnel screen football to Debo Samuel this that broke 60 yards for a touchdown. Offensive line needs to be on point, but you need a burst from whoever is catching the screen pass because they're catching a screen pass and they're still like defenders that are free running. Yes. So it's that it's the initial like two, first two or three steps. Can you catch the screen pass and get away from immediate trouble and set up your blockers? I don't know that the Vikings have, when they throw a screen to Hawkinson, he doesn't have like a burst. When they throw a screen to Madison, he doesn't really have a burst, right? Chandler has so, a burst. I just don't know if they trust him. To this but point, the thing they that Boone, yeah. like in in the screen game where Boone has educated me a ton, is the importance of the offensive lineman to sell it, which is another like huge factor. And then get out, really, yeah, but then get out there and that's the thing. But like, you've got to stay home, sell it completely. And then, and then they have to burst and get up, get up the sidewalk as they, Football. as they say, sidewalk know, that's alley. What they said. So the sidewalk is Chris the, no is the, this. is the numbers you got to get. So on, on yep. these screenplays, yep. I hear you. you know, one of the blocking assignments aren't necessarily go block that guy. It's get up the sidewalk and clear a path for and or get up the alley and then whoever happens to be in your way you you grab them and you push them off the sidewalk so that the running back can run up the sidewalk. look at that learn something new every day is there any sport that uses more terms to describe the same things than football think about like the double a gap blitz there's there's double a double barrels a cali look is another way that they would explain it like football anyways uh tim in canada eh he says, you're having a poker night. You're drinking Surly's. You're maybe smoking cigars. You can invite three current Vikings and three former Vikings. I'm going to say coaches count, too. Okay. Who do you invite for your poker night? A couple oh, Surly's. God. Oh, this is great. I love this. I love this question. Okay, former Vikings, Tommy Kramer for sure. Oh, yeah. Because he'll get into the Surly's and talk about his days on the 494 strip the uh, miracle at the met for sure tommy kramer um okay because so, he's so articulate and smart i don't know that he, he would get into the beers as much but i'm gonna take my chance on alan page just because he's brilliant and i mean he was one of the phenomenal players and mm-hmm. he knows stories right i gotta invite page so i got kramer i got page you know who's a who is a good storyteller as well, and he again is. It would be fun because, and it's right from my days, Rashad. Oh, Ahmad Rashad. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I'm like going to invite Kramer, Rashad, and Paige. I'm sure I'm whiffing here on some, but th- hmm. those are my three. Who Who are your three current? 
Okay. Well, I'll give you three three past for sure. Okay. I'd love you know what I'd love to connect with my guy Carl Eller again. He'd be good too. Time. Yeah. I thought about that. My first ever interview as a John Randall. Grader. Just John Randall does comments. and he does play poker. Like there's a cigar shop in like Maple Grove yeah. he used to play poker at. Yeah. He'd be a ton of fun. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Randy Moss in there because I think he'd be okay. fun at a poker table. And yeah. um strategically, I've I've seen Adrian Peterson play poker at the 3060 tables at Canterbury before. He is an ATM machine. So I want him at my table just oh, so I can make some him. money. Yeah. Milk him for the money. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know how much money he has left, but however much he can Here's bring one, to the Brett table. Here's one, Brett Favre. We, oh, my God. Can you imagine the, the gunslinger? The He's got some problems CTE, right now. So. Yeah, he'd probably dump some money to you, too. Current Vikings. KOC seems like a fun hang. I think KOC, I think I want KOC. I'm trying to think of players that would be fun at a poker table. You know what? Kirk Cousins. Really? Kirk would be the guy, though, that conservatively folds every single hand unless he gets dealt aces or kings or queens or something. Josh Metellus. It's not suited. I don't know. For me. Metellus? Yeah, he is. He is really smart. And and he likes to talk like he's he'd be a lot of fun. Josh Metellus, for sure. For me, JJ. Justin Jefferson. I can see that. Uh, Wes Phillips, as long as we're Ubering, we're Ubering. Make sure that we're all we all got to. Here's my question about Wes, and I don't mean to be, and I'm not being flippant about his his now um, legal situation. You know, he seems like a, a nice enough guy, but if you watch his press conferences, he's always sort of like I don't know if guarded is the right word, but he doesn't say much. But I'm not surprised. Like he's an OC who does not call plays, but he parties. He parties. But I got I got to think a guy whose granddad is Bum Phillips, oh, yeah. and whose dad is Wade. I got to think it would be a lot. I, I, he got to have stories, right? For sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, stories. Yeah. 100%. I mean, he would be. I'd love to hear. I, that That family is, you know, they've got footballs going through their veins. Some other suggestions in the comment section. Previous Vikings, Mike Tice would be fun. Yep, that's a good one. Jared Allen. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Tice Dalton Reisner for current one. Dalton Reisner would be a lot of fun. I can see that one. Ticey would Pat, be great. Pat Williams. Pat, Williams. <laughs> Pat would. Oh, I love Pat Williams. We both. He was great to cover. Pat, man. Hot just, garbage. Uh, Ripped every center he played. He did. Before the game. Yeah, he would. Well, I told you. The first the time. Center. The first time it was o- Olin Krutz, you know, who, who was at the time really good. And he's a like, hot garbage. He sucks. He's hot. So we all get excited and write the story, you know, and then Krutz shoots back and makes fun of Pat. And it's like, oh, man, that was great. And like the next week, they're playing the Packers. So we go back to Pat, says the same thing about the Packers center. It's like, oh, you say this about everyone you play, don't you? It's hilarious. Just just gets them all riled up. Um, Daniel Hicks chimes in here. Now that we know Jaron Hall is the backup quarterback, he's, so he's the QB, yep. too, it's been announced. And Dobbs is now the emergency quarterback. Yep. Does that mean Mullins has the same short leash that Dobbs had? Short. Well, Dobbs didn't turned out didn't really have a short leash. He played five games and then almost played the entire game last week, right? Not a short leash. Well, let me rephrase this. How quickly would you move to Jaron Hall? Like, what would your threshold be? Okay. My threshold would be a complete meltdown or injury. Um, I'm telling you, they only started jaron hall because they had to like i think there seems to be 
there seems to be confusion about this. Like he was going to get his shot and it got robbed from him. And yes, it's too bad. If he had played well, he probably stays in. Mm -hmm. But from people I've talked to, the intention here was never to play him. So like, this is not a, oh my God, you know, he played, I, cause I think he played 14 plays, right? He, he played 14 plays and he got robbed of, of his chance and it's, and he's going to get that chance again this year. That's not the intention. So like the leash for, well, first of all, the leash for Dobbs was long. Like that was not, he didn't get yanked quickly. Um, but they fully intend to play Mullins unless something happens to him. Yeah, now, he does think, have a bad back. He does have a bad back that they were definitely true. concerned about. So it's not beyond the scope of belief that Jaron Hall could play. But but I think there's confusion about, well, Jaron Hall was going to be the guy. No, he was going to be the guy because they had no one else to play. I am on the record saying that I'm not even saying that Jaron Hall is better than Nick Mullins. I don't know. We haven't seen enough of Jaron Hall in games. But I'd like to see Jaron Hall at some point for a full game or for for a chunk, just enough to just get a feel for can the guy play. I'd like to know if the guy can play at the end of his uh, his rookie season here. So I'm not looking to hook Nick Mullins after one interception, but if things get a little train wrecky. Now, on the flip side, I do think Nick Mullins, because he's been in the offense now for two years, he should give you the best chance to throw on schedule and all those things until we know more about Jaron Hall. Right. So you, you want to be fair to Nick Mullins. You're trying to win games, and he's the guy you've identified. But I'm selfishly, I am sort of looking for a, a chance to hook him at some point. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. Uh, John Moldenhauer says, I've been a Vikings fan since the Drew Pearson push off. Judd is my new Sid Hartman. Declan's oh takes are spot on. Mackie, you're my Chris Berman. And if you're ever in Bangor, I'll be Bangor, I Wisconsin or Maine. I got, I got family in There's Bangor, Bangor Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. My family runs Bangor, Wisconsin. Where is it? The Solbergs. Where, um, where, where in Wisconsin is Bangor? It's uh, it's like a can I call it a suburb of Lacrosse? <laughs> oh, okay. It's like a it's like look. So Lacrosse has like these sort of this tale of like West Salem and Sparta, mm -hmm. Bangor, Rockland, all those little. I've been to Lacrosse once in my life. What? I've been only to once. Only once. Yeah. A Underrated tournament city. in the late eighties or so. There's a my... couple great bars in downtown Lacrosse yeah. that, you, that the sports dad would. I think the sports dad, I think the sports dad, who at the time was the sports kid, as I recall, me and my friends convinced an older gent going into a convenience store to purchase us a 12 pack. Not hard to, not hard to do. He did it. That part. Yep. Very nice man. People there were nice. So he says, uh, I think this season is like the 1987 season. A little known backup, Wade Wilson, Anthony Carter, Hassan Jones, a crazy Floyd Peters defense. And that 87 team made a run to the, they were like a 500-ish team and they made a run to well, the conference. Uh, because of the uh, replacement player games. That's okay. what screwed them. They were 0-3 in those they replacement were games. They were awful. And, yeah. and the actual team was really good. I think if KOC doesn't over-worry and just works his offense, we'll do a lot of damage. And who knows, maybe, maybe Ty Chandler will catch the ball in the end zone. One last thing, check out draftbuzz.com. I think the Vikings will take a defensive tackle. Let's add that to the mock list here. Draft I'm doing it right now. I'm checking Buzz. it out right now. Com. Let's see here. Uh, it does. It looks like it's not. A, is there like a different URL? Draft buzz. Oh, it's Careful, NFL NFL draftbuzz.com. Oh yeah. Oh, nice. Thank Where's, you. They have a Always looking for a new mocks. 
Oh, that's the, a nice. Uh, that's a nice site too. Okay, ah, but is there like a latest? Mo- I'd love to give them. Here we go, mock drafts. I'd love to got- mock with them if we could. A little mock in here. I want a mock. Mock. Here it is. Yeah. I want. Uh, but no, these are from April. Yeah. These right. mocks draft are was. all yeah, draft was nice looking site. I like what you've done with the we site. Need, we need an updated, updated mock. Yeah, updated draft buzz. We'd love to add you to our mock rotation. Uh, Chris Manson says reckless speculation alert. Reckless speculation. Brian Flores will be the next head coach of the New England Patriots. Ooh. I haven't seen this out there yet, but I have seen smoke about Bill being out of there. That's what True. it sounds like. Sounds like Belichick's oh, a out. a lot of smoke. There's a raging fire. Who better to take over the reins than a guy who's been around the building? I'm going to hate when I'm right. Do you, If they get rid of Belichick, or would they hire a Belichick tree coach to take over? I think they're going to go offense. The quarterback has become such a disaster zone yeah. there. I think they go offense. Who do they go with, though? Do they... And I do think Bill's gone. Like I don't think mm-hmm. it, I don't think it's in, uh, a debate now. I think he's gone. But do they do like do they go coordinator out? You know the Lions' offensive coordinator, or do they swing for like a like a Jim Harbaugh type? They might swing. Big name. Kraft's got the Kraft has the enthusiasm for it. I could see them trying to swing big, mm-hmm. but I think they're definitely going to go offense. I don't see them. I think most of the teams that have defensive guys and. This is just sort of a football thing, right? Because you, you always go in football, you almost always go to the opposite. Um, I think a team like that definitely goes for a guy who knows quarterback play. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a crazy. Well, Kevin, if I try and hire O'Connell away, former Patriot third round draft pick. Would you would you trade? Let's let's say first round pick the for Vikings Kevin O'Connell. Win, they, let's say they run the table, they win the division, they uh and they wind up winning a playoff game, and he is the toast of the town. So but so but you could elevate Brian Flores to head coach. This is so reckless. Right Would now. you trade Kevin O'Connell for a first round pick? Okay, and, and, let's and elevate say, Brian Flores. And and since since we're completely going crazy here, let's say it is the Patriots' first round pick this year. Would they trade the number two? No, I don't think they would. But who cares? What if it was? What if it was the Patriots? I'm assuming they have a second round pick. Would you trade like a high second round pick for Kevin O'Connell, <laughs> or, or vice you? versa? I you guess. sound like you might. I, uh, I would not, but it's a great, it'd be a great next Thursday or a question. Be a great reckless speculation yeah. question. I would absolutely trade him for the number two pick, but I don't think a no, team I would agree. do that. So sorry, Kev, you're a friend of the show. And, Bri- and Brian Flores steps O'Connell, right in. Yeah. If you didn't have a ready-made like successor, then I wouldn't be entertaining this, but it's a business. Okay. Sorry, KOC. Enjoy your time in uh, New England. Drake May and Brian Flores partnering hey, up. Hey, if Tom if Tomlin leaves Pittsburgh, would would you consider him? No, I love how we're like firing, firing Kevin but, O'Connor. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm saying, <laughs> I, well, yes, yes, oh, okay, but no, no, no. Let's say I want Kevin. Trying, I want to be clear. I want Kevin O'Connell as the Vikings too. coach in 2024. Just to I clear. do too. Let's say Tomlin leaves Pittsburgh. Okay, he he got his his coordinator start with the Wilfs. Yeah. And if your choice was Brian Flores as head coach, not coordinator, just to be very, very clear, if your choice is Kevin O'Connell gets traded to, to the Patriots and your choice is Brian Flores or Mike Tomlin as your next coach, which one do you Mike take? Tomlin. 17 years, never I, below 500, Super Bowl. Right. Like, 
and yeah. he runs and and nobody runs a room like him, like him man i mean he is in his own way yeah as impressed as impressed as i am by o'connell tomlin's equally as good my concern would be he needs an established quarterback i think now he did help develop ben roethlisberger way back right. in the day although roethlisberger came in with cower didn't he it wasn't Coward because it was like oh four oh five yeah, so Bill Cowher's right. staff actually developed Ben Roethlisberger. So he did. So Mike Tomlin did take over like a ready-made starting NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think if you were to, <laughs> this is such a, like, I mean, Cameron I'm not Housing doing, coach, but, but yeah. you would need, I think he's going to need a job where there's, and that's where like the Chargers job is so attractive because you get Justin Herbert. He's already, he's a ready-made top 10 quarterback, sometimes top five. So, right. You know, anyhow, all right, we got to run here. Uh, a shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated was recently named by Forbes a top ten place to work in the state of Minnesota. So, not only is it a great place if you if you're if you're looking for maybe a career change, FederatedInsurance.com. Uh, but also, if you're a business owner, and even more specifically, if you are a next generation business owner, maybe you are uh, taking over a family company. They specialize in helping you as well. FederatedInsurance.com. It's like having a great offensive line, protecting your business, maximize your business through risk management, and Federated can help you out. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Vikings Vent Line tomorrow on a Saturday, right after Vikings Bengals finishes up, live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And uh, we'll hit you, too, on Sunday with hottest Vikings takes. Schedule's going to be a little bit different here, obviously, because the Vikings play on a weird day, but... Thank you guys for making Purple Daily what it is. We love these live feedback Fridays. We appreciate all of you, and uh, we will see you post-game tomorrow right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. See you guys. Happy birthday, Declan, too.